Good morning, everyone. So good to see everyone this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 14. We are moving into Acts chapter 14 this morning. If you're visiting with us this morning, we are walking through, journeying through, however you want to phrase that, the entire book of Acts. We've been in it for several months, and we are, are just uh, being challenged in so many ways, being reminded of what the mission is, the call, the vision is for the church and what Jesus called us to. And so we continue this morning in Acts chapter 14, we continue to look at really this incredible story, this narrative of the first missionary journey uh, with Paul and Barnabas. So they've, a church in Antioch has got serious, they've been on their knees in prayer saying, God, what do we do? How do you, how can we be used by you? And then here we go, they send out Paul and Barnabas. And so we've been kind of talking through this story of this journey that they're on. And really, as I read and studied this story, the phrase that kind of kept popping up in my mind was a phrase that I heard as a kid, which was this, keep on keeping on. Anyone ever heard that phrase? Okay, yeah, it's a pretty cool phrase. Um, I thought it was kind of like this phrase from the 60s, but it, I, I looked it up and it dates all the way back to 1931, but I think it's been used through different decades. But really what it, what it means is this, is to pers- persevere or continue doing something despite difficulties or challenges. And so that's, I mean, I kept reading this story of Paul and Barnabas and the stuff they faced and the different crowds and how different people responded to them. And I just kept thinking, keep on keeping on, because that's what they were doing. And we just, we call it perseverance, right? I mean, that's, that's the word we use. But it's what we see here over and over with Paul and Barnabas. The church at Antioch, these two missionaries, they heard the call on their lives. They surrendered to that calling and they understood clearly what Christ had called them to do, which was to go and make disciples. So, shall we be reminded? Can we be reminded enough? I believe that we cannot. So, why are we why do we need to be talking through these verses over and over and over because I think we're very distracted and so we need to be reminded. So let's, let's do that. Turn to or look at Matthew 28, 18 through 20. How many times have we heard this through this series? A bunch, a bunch. Um, let's, let's try something new. Let's just read it together. Why do you, uh, we haven't done that yet. So okay, so Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Feel free to read with me or I mean speak it with me. Here we go. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." And then we see that call again at the very beginning of, of the book of Acts before Jesus ascends into heaven in Acts 1.8. Feel free to read this with me as well. Acts 1.8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is our call, right? This is the call to the church. This was, I mean, when Jesus said, all right, here we go, church, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to start the New Testament church. This is what we're to be doing, to go and make disciples, to tell people about Jesus and then disciple them 
into a growing relationship with Jesus, to be a witness to, to people in our area and beyond. And so this is what we are being reminded of over and over in the book of Acts. And so we're seeing it lived out. We're seeing it lived out in Paul and Barnabas. There's one thing that we're also seeing is, is this, is we're seeing the gospel spreading. Um, we're seeing the power of the gospel spreading in chapters 13, and now as we move, we move into chapter 14. And it is this perseverance of Paul and Barnabas that we are seeing. They kept doing what they were called to do, despite what difficulties arose. And so we're, we're clearly seeing the gospel being shared and the power of the gospel changing lives. Even though they face persecution, we're still seeing people come to know We're seeing them keep on keeping on. We're seeing them sticking to a task regardless. And so I I hope this morning, as as we continue to follow this story, this missionary journey, as we continue to see them doing what God called them to do, persevering, I hope that it is going to be powerful for us. I hope that it's going to be encouraging for us. I hope that it's inspiring to us as believers. Because if we're going to truly understand and believe in what we just read out loud, Matthew 28, 18, Acts 1, 8, then we must understand, we must understand that God's plan is for every human being to have an opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel. We've got to understand that. This is what he desires, that people hear the name of of Jesus, which is, why, is one reason he calls missionaries, which is one reason that we support and partner with missionaries around the world, that we know them. It's, it's really cool. I, technology is so cool today. I, I, I talked to, um, this last week, I talked to two of our missionary families in two different parts of the world in the same day and just was having conversations with them. That's, that's pretty cool. What, are, what do they need? And I just like, okay. What do you guys need? We're going we're gonna to help you. What, and this person over here, what do you guys need? We're going to help you. And this, I mean, this is, this is the calling that we partner, that we send people out, that we are a part of this vision. It's why we talk about the call to unreached people groups. It's why, it's why people need to hear about Jesus. People need to hear the gospel. But also for us, we're sitting in this room, and it's not just about, it's like, oh, good job, missionaries, go do that. No, God's called us to do it too. In our neighborhoods. There's people across the street, people down the road. There's people in our city. There's people in our, in our schools or our co-ops or on, our, on the teams that we, our kids play sports in. All, I mean, there are people everywhere. There's people in our country, and then there's people all the way to the ends of the earth. And I know that seems like a daunting task sometimes, but I hope that we are inspired by Paul and Barnabas as they persevered. People just like us saying, hey, we're just willing to go. We're willing to go. They stuck to the task. And so as we look at these first seven verses in chapter 14 this morning, we're going to see how God continued to use even the hard situations to continue to open up new opportunities to preach the gospel. I hope that we see this morning in this chapter um, and beyond that, that, that when we persevere in our call, even in the tough times, God can use those opportunities, those those seasons, those wherever we are, to create opportunities to preach the gospel. Listen to what I just said. If we're a believer and we just read those verses out loud together, it's like, okay, I'm supposed to go and make disciples? You mean I'm supposed to preach the gospel? Yes. I'm supposed to be a witness? Yes. So wherever you are, 
Are you willing? Are you going? Are you going to persevere? Because even in those tough times, even, even as you persevere, God can use those to create opportunities to preach the gospel. Whether it is some type of persecution for the gospel or even, a, even just a difficult season of your life, God uses opposition. God uses trials. God uses persecution. God uses difficulties to create opportunities for all of you, for me, to share all right, we're going to read chapter 14 in Acts. Jimmy's going to come up and read verses 1 through 7 if you want to follow along, and then he's going to pray for us, and we're going to dive in to these seven. All right, so if you're taking notes, we've got, it, we've got our bulletins on the rows. If you're taking notes or if you have your own journal, the, the theme this morning is perseverance. It's like what... What were they doing? How did they, how did they, continue, how did they continue to persevere, even through, even through difficulties? And the other kind of theme that kind of goes above that is no matter what situation they were in, no matter what situation we're in, good, bad, um, in need, and want, in, in victory, whatever, God can use where we are. God used Paul and Barnabas to open opportunities to continue to share the good news. And so as we begin chapter 14... What we see is Paul and Barnabas simply doing what they've been doing. They didn't, they didn't change. They just kept doing what they were doing, what they were called to do. It can, it, this chapter contains more stories. Like we just went through all of chapter 13 and we saw all sorts of stories of, of preaching and teaching and sacrifice. And we get to see more of that in this chapter. More stories of the Holy Spirit leading. More stories of the power of the name of Jesus. We see the struggles in this journey. You know, it's, it's interesting when you start, when you look at the entirety of Scripture, you get to see how God connects everything and how everything is, is just everything that He desired for us to know. And, and so we see the struggles. When Paul wrote about this journey to Timothy in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 12 says this, You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life. My faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So Paul's talking to Timothy, who was that that. During that time when Paul was writing to Timothy there in 2 Timothy, many were struggling to persevere for the gospel. They were struggling, and Paul was writing them to encourage them. He's like, I went through this, which is what we're walking through right now. This is what we're studying. Paul was saying, it's okay. God is with you. Christ in me. The Lord rescued me. If you desire to live for me, for me there will be persecution, but it's Christ in you. So have faith. Be encouraged. We read these stories today, and we too should be encouraged, spurred on, inspired to also persevere, to keep on keeping on preaching and teaching the gospel. I think sometimes we forget the power of Christ in us because we're not really walking through a lot of persecution, right? And I think sometimes we're like, well, we're just, we live in this great country and it's free. That's great, Sometimes we're not walking through a lot of persecution because we're being silent. We're just not sharing the gospel. We're not telling people about 
Jesus. And so we think, well, everything's fine, but we're really, I mean, we're just kind of walking through life with our head down, just enjoying our comforts and all those things when there are people all around us that need to hear the name of Jesus. So I hope this morning we continue to be encouraged by God's word as we look at this story. So Paul and Barnabas, they journeyed 90 miles from Poseidon, Antioch, which is where they came from. Remember, they, they were kind of, the Jews stirred up a lot of trouble there. They were preaching the name of Jesus. Many believed. Um, so they come to the city of Iconium. Um, the city of Iconium attracted a lot of different kinds of people, which meant Paul and Barnabas would be preaching not only to the Jews, but they would be preaching to the Gentiles as well. And because of that, because of those different types of people there, there was going to be struggle, and there was. But Paul and Barnabas persevered. And so this morning, what I want to look at is how, in these first seven verses, what, what did they have? What, how did they persevere? How did God help them keep on keeping on as they continued to share the gospel? So the first, first point here is this. Paul and Barnabas persevered with courage. They had courage. Look at verse 1. Now at Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. How, do we, how does that verse tell us they had courage? Where did they just come from? They just left a place where they spoke in the Jewish synagogues and, and the people were like interested, but then all of a sudden when they saw the Gentiles, everything got crazy. The Jews begin to persecute them. They leave and where do they go first? They go right back in and start preaching to the Jews. In the, do you think that took courage? Yeah. Do you think that took courage to leave a town where they were being persecuted and then enter another town and then go directly in and do exactly what they had been? They were just driven out of Pisidia, and, and they journeyed this, the 90 miles, and the first thing they do is enter another Jewish synagogue. I think it took courage. The definition of courage... When I looked it up, is this the ability to do something that frightens one or strength in the face of pain or grief? I think they was like, well, we're going to do this, Barnabas. What do you think? I guess so. Let's do it. It took courage. I'm, I'm amazed at just people with courage. I mean, I, I, mean, I really am. I, I, love, I love history, I love um, studying past. You know, wars. I like watching documentaries. I like watching movies about these moments in history when, when, when people of courage did something that was just so, so amazing. You're like, how in the world did they do that? How in the world did they save those people's lives? How in the world did they sacrifice their life? How did they have that courage? Then you, then you start looking at all the uh, the stories of missionaries through the years and Christians who have persevered with courage for the sake of the gospel. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm inspired by that. And I think, I think I'm, just, I'm inspired because we live in such comfort that we're like, I don't know if I could have that courage. I don't know if I could have that courage. You know, it takes courage to walk across the street, to talk to a neighbor. It takes courage to, to see that person that God's put on your heart and, to tell, and just to say, God, give me an opportunity to share Jesus. It, t- it takes courage, students, to be in your schools, to stand up for Jesus when, when other people are not. Or, to, or to, to not be a part of gossip, or not be a part of a conversation, or to, to, to be different. 
but not to exclude yourself or, or put yourself over here, but to figure out how do I be the light in this situation? How do I have courage to share Christ, to be a light of the gospel? Paul and Barnabas spur us on, they inspire us. They, they leave an area where persecution had been stirred up. They arrive in this new place and they enter together with courage into the Jewish synagogue. We can imagine them, are they going to preach a different message? No, they're going to do exactly what they've been doing. Keep on keeping on. They're going to preach the gospel to those Jews in a similar way that they did in, in Poseidia, reaching, preaching from the Old Testament all the way to Jesus as the Messiah. And again, we are reminded in one verse, the first one, that there is power in the name of Jesus. They enter that town and they preach Jesus in the synagogues. We have to be reminded that there's power in the name of Jesus. It states that they spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. They entered with courage. They preached Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And guess what? People come to know Jesus. People come to believe. And I can imagine, don't you think Paul was pretty frustrated with, with his Jewish brothers and sisters, the way they, that they were treating them? I mean, but he was, and, he, and he was very committed to reaching the Gentiles. He had that call in his life, but, but we are reminded that he still desired to see his fellow Jews come to a saving relationship with Jesus. And he kept on preaching to them, kept on preaching to them. Paul persevered. He continued doing what he was called to do with both Jews and Gentiles. So here's a tough question, and I don't, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how many of us have faced this here, but have you ever faced a situation where you knew you would be opposed for speaking the name of Jesus? Have you ever faced that? Have you ever faced a situation where you knew that if you spoke up about Jesus, that you would be opposed for speaking the name of Jesus. I, I, I wonder how many of us are, sh- I mean, that maybe we're saying, not really. And I just wonder if that's because our eyes are down. We're just so busy. We're just so comfortable. We're just so into what we're doing that we're not even allowing God to put us in opportunities to share the name of Jesus. But maybe, maybe you have. Maybe you have been in that situation. Maybe you know it and, and you, were, you were scared. Maybe you knew that you would be laughed at, or you would be shunned, or you would, you would lose friends. How did you respond? Maybe you know of a situation right now of a person that you feel called to tell them about Jesus, or at least begin the conversation. Do you have the courage? Do you have the courage? The good news is this, and that we're going to see, it's not about you having courage, it's about Christ in you. It's about the Christ in you, giving you the courage that you need. A lot of it is just being willing, willing to go, willing to open your mouth to share Jesus. The courage comes from the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Is there someone in your life right now, someone on, on a team that you play on, someone in your school, someone at your workplace, someone that you, that you, that you run across, a, a, a parent friend that, you, that you're always with? It doesn't matter if you're in a Christian school, or in, a, in a homeschool co-op, in a public school, in a, in a Christian college, in a non-Christian college, in a workplace. It doesn't matter. People need to hear the name of Jesus. So who is on your heart? Who is on your heart? Let's, let's, let's deal with that right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's bow our heads. 
Let's not waste any time. Let's not wait till the invitation. If there's someone on your heart right now, pray for them right now. Just, just by yourself. It, it could be a family member. It could be a neighbor. It could be someone that you're, that you're working with. If that person is on your heart, say, God, give me courage. Give me courage. Give me an opportunity. God, give us all courage. We all need courage. I need courage. We can all get so busy, so wrapped up with our schedules, so wrapped up in our routines, so wrapped up in the stuff that we have to do that we are missing opportunities. And some of us, we know the person. It's so clear. Their face is right there. Right there, we know, whether it's a friend at school, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a family member, whoever it is, we know the person or the people. We can see their faces. God, give us courage. Give us opportunity. Help us to stop being so scared. Help us to look back and see just two guys, Paul and Barnabas, that were just willing to go. The courage does not come from us. It comes from Christ in us. So God, give us that courage. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Will you trust the Lord? Will you pray for those opportunities? We've been saying that for a couple of years now. Pray for opportunities. And, I, and we joke about it. Like Some of us do not specifically pray for the opportunities because we know that if we do, he will give them to us, right? How many of us have prayed for opportunities like, oh, yeah, okay. We just find ourselves in situations like, yeah, we're talking about Jesus. Will you trust the Lord? Will you lift your eyes and see where God is, is opening up those opportunities? Because they're all around you. They're, they're all around you. There are lost people all around us. Will you persevere with courage that the Holy Spirit gives? Paul and Barnabas, how did they persevere? How did they continue, keep on? They just kept on, kept it going. You know, I don't even know how they say it. Keep on keeping on. They persevered with courage. The second thing that we see in verses 2 and 4 is we see that Paul and Barnabas persevered by just simply relying on the Lord. They just relied on the Lord. Look at verse 2. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So here we go again. Same, same, same thing happening again. Preach in the name of Jesus, and then there comes opposition. We're, again, we're reminded of the power of the name of Jesus. It is the power to save, but the, the name of Jesus also divides it's very divisive. Um, those who reject Jesus, again, stir up the Gentiles, poisoning their minds against those who believed. Here, here's, what I, here's what I notice. Here's what I notice in this world, like where we're living. Okay, so Paul and Barnabas come into this town. They start preaching the name of Jesus. Again, it, it, people come to know Christ, but then it stirs up all this, you know, persecution, and, and people reject, and then they start poisoning. Here's what I've noticed in the world today, okay? And maybe, maybe, maybe sometimes we're blinded by this. Um, just try to, try to follow me here. Today, people who have rejected Jesus don't seem to have a problem with religion or religions, okay? Hear me. People that, that have rejected Christ today, that they're against the Lord, they have heard, heard Jesus, they, they, and, and they've rejected Christ, they don't seem to have a problem with religion. They have a problem with, they have a problem with Jesus. They have a problem with John 14, 6, which were Christ's words. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
what many who have rejected Christ today struggle with is this ex- exclusivism. You know, that they are like, well, wait a second. Why can't many ways lead to heaven? Uh, well, I'm sorry. We can't look at Scripture and believe that. If we're going to follow Scripture, Scripture allows us no other option. There are not many ways to salvation. There is only one way, and that's Jesus Christ. And that's what causes division. It has been causing division since Jesus came. Tim Keller, pastor, he said, the greater the effectiveness of a ministry, the greater the resistance and opposition. The greater that we preach the name of Jesus, there will be those who are opposed to that because Christ is the only way. So we can understand when we read this passage that, that when Jesus is preached, persecution arises everywhere they go where Christ is preached. It's happened again, and, and, and look how they persevere. Look at verses 3 through 4. And I really love this because we can, we can overlook this sometimes. Like, oh, they, they were persecuted again. They were poisoned. I mean, people were poisoning the words, and all this stuff was happening. But look at, what, look at what happened in verse 3. So they remained for a long time. They were being persecuted, but Paul and Barnabas remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. Here's here's the thing. They continued to persevere. They relied on the Lord. When persecution started, guess what? They stayed. They stayed as long as they could. Um, Some consider they just think they stayed for months, just discipling and teaching and preaching boldly. They preached Jesus. They preached grace. They preached the free gift of salvation. They persevered. They had strength. But again, where did that strength come from? How were they able to stay for so long in a hostile environment? It was the strength that came from the Lord. Okay, here we go. Again, tough questions, all right? These are tough. We, have to, we, we ask tough questions because it's the, Bible, the Bible forces us to. It forces us to, to look at our lives Holy, you know, the, the God's word comes and in, in gets into our hearts, helps us to see who we are. It's, remember in James, we, it's like looking in a mirror and we see who God is and we see who we are. So the tough question as we think about perseverance is, is do we forget that we can rely on the Lord? Do we forget that we can stay, that we can persevere because we have Jesus? Do we forget that we have Christ in us, the power of the Holy Spirit, giving us that courage, giving us that, that, that perseverance, to, that strength to share the gospel, to persevere even while being persecuted. Do we forget this? I, I, you might be like, well, no, I've got Jesus. But are we living that? Are we, are we, I mean, our actions kind of show us what we truly believe, right? Do we forget that we have Christ in us if you're a believer in Jesus? Have you forgotten the power of Christ in you as you tell others about Jesus? So how did they persevere? They persevered with courage. They also persevered by relying constantly on the Lord. And then finally we see this, Paul and Barnabas persevered with wisdom. With wisdom. I was trying to think of the right word to use there, whether that's um, prudence or wisdom. I even thought the word caution. Caution didn't sound good enough. I was just like, what word really, um, you know, 
gives us the understanding of what they had, and so I don't know if wisdom's even the right one, so put, put down any of those words if you want to, but what, how did they persevere? They persevered with wisdom, by relying on the Lord, that wisdom that he gives. What, what do I mean by this? Okay, let's look at it, verses five through seven. Okay, so they've come into this town, they've preached Jesus, it was divisive, many believed, some rejected, they began to face persecution, they stayed with, they had courage, they stayed because they relied on the Lord, and now, they ha- now we see that they also had wisdom. Verse 5, when an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derby. Okay. All right, so persecution begins. They've been there several months. Then they learned of this, this plot against them, and they fled. Okay, this, this is, this is, how many of you have seen The Princess Bride? I know we're not here because we tried, but we're going we're gonna to try to make this our summer movie. Okay, do you, do you remember, like, it's the grandpa telling, telling the, his grandson, he's reading him the story, and then we see, we're watching the movie, but every once in a while, the grandson's like, wait, wait, and it comes back to them, and he's like, wait, what's going on? This doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? That's, that's what I'm picturing right here, okay? We're reading of this great courage, this great perseverance, and then we see a word like fled. They hear about this plot against them to stone them, and it says they fled. And we're like, wait, 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 wait. These are our heroes. They're the ones with perseverance. They're the ones that are trying to inspire me. What do you mean they fled? I thought they had courage. Yes, they did. I thought they relied on the Lord. Yes, they did. Paul and Barnabas were brave, but they weren't stupid. They weren't stupid. They weren't foolish. Think about it this way. Sometimes, with the leading of the Holy Spirit, the best thing to do is to stay. Sometimes, the best thing for furthering the gospel is to go, is to leave. The only way you're going to know this is if you're abiding in the Lord. The only way you're going to know this is if you're being led by the Holy Spirit. Paul and Barnabas, they were filled up. You remember? Before they left, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So, the, for, so God was leading them. He had just told them, stay, persecution and arise, stay for several months. Now it's time for you to go. Paul understood this. This is where we have Philippians 4, 12 through 13. He says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's being focused on Jesus, abiding in him, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul and Barnabas had been kicked out of two cities already, but they did not stop preaching the gospel. On this journey, they persevered with great courage. They persevered with relying on the Lord, and they persevered with wisdom. They were not foolish. Again, my hope is that we are inspired by Paul and Barnabas. These were just men, men like us, people like us. As we look at their lives, we we see how God led them, how God allowed them to be led. Their perseverance was dependent on them being filled up, abiding in Christ, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so my question, again, as we come to the close of, of that section, as we think about that, it's, it's hard to, to have our eyes open and say, God, use me when we're not spending time in this. It's hard to go have the right words to share Jesus if we're not filled up 
with the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people with knowledge, but do you have Christ leading you? It's hard to be sensitive to what God is doing around us if this time right here is the only time you've opened your Bible this week. If this time right here is the only time you've prayed, it's like, God, you know, here's, here's what's going on. Have, these, have your conversations with the Lord. It's hard to be sensitive because you, and I, I, I think that you know this. I think if you're, if you're a believer, can't you remember times that you were really close with the Lord? I feel so close to the Lord. Was it because of a camp or a conference or a retreat? It wasn't because of that. Now, that conference or retreat might have kind of forced you to, like, read your Bible every day. But the times that you've been close to the Lord is because you've been, you've been in this. You've been praying. You've been, you've been seeking Him. And, that's, and the Holy Spirit has filled you up, and you are more sensitive to those people in need around you. You're more sensitive to what God is doing in the lives of, of even your church family. But don't you know that when this is closed all week, and you're like, oh, I guess we'll go to church today. Don't you feel dry? Don't you feel like you're walking in the dark? If you want to be filled up, you don't have to get on Amazon and try to find a, a self-help book on how to get filled. It's like, how do I get closer to the Lord? Don't worry, don't worry about that, okay? Like, I better go find me a conference on getting closer to the Lord. Don't worry about that. I better go watch some YouTube videos on getting closer. Don't worry about that. Get this and open it up and start reading it consistently. Now, you might want to get a plan. You might want to get a Bible plan that helps you kind of get into God's Word. But here's the thing. If you're dry, if, you're, if you feel like you're just wandering around, it might be because you're far away from, from abiding in Him. Just come back. Abide in Him. Seek Him. Be filled up with the Holy Spirit. And then see what God does. See how God... Another question I just have to ask is this. Do you, do you even know Jesus? Do you know Christ? I'm not talking about a religion. I'm not talking about church membership. I'm not talking about that I've gone to church at different times in my life. I'm not talking about because my grandma took me to church. I'm not talking about I was really active in my youth group when I was younger. Or I'm even, I come to youth group now. I'm talking about do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Has Christ called you and you've, you've responded in faith and you know that you're a sinner. You know that you needed Christ and he saved you. Do you know Jesus? Not a religion. Remember, people that, are, that, that hate Jesus don't really have a problem with religions. They're like, that's good, that's whatever you want to do. It's not about religion, it's about Jesus. It's about a personal relationship with Christ. Do you know Christ? Christian, are you filled up? Are you spending time in the Word and in prayer? Are you sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit? Christian, do you have your eyes up looking to see where God is working? Looking for opportunities? Are you finding your courage because Christ is in you? Are you finding that perseverance because Christ is in you? Are you finding how to, to persevere because you're relying on the Lord? Are you seeking him for wisdom as he leads you? We can look at Paul and Barnabas and see how God used them. Are you walking? God, again, we see your word and it's so powerful. Just even as we, we hear these stories, we just, we're just walking through this narrative of these two men that were willing to go but we're seeing how you worked through them. And we're seeing how we, that you can work through us as well. And so I pray, I pray that we would respond to your truth wherever we are. Maybe it's, it's coming to you for the first time because we hear your calling. We know that we, 
maybe there's someone here that, that they know that Jesus is the only way and it's time to respond. They need forgiveness. They need your grace, your mercy. They don't need a religion. They need you. I pray that they would respond in faith. And for many of us as believers, we are just sitting around, comfortable. We don't really know what persecution is because we're just doing our thing. God, help us first to abide in you. Help us first to to be filled up. And then help us, Lord, to say, God, give me opportunities. Give me opportunities to preach and teach and share the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus. Keep those people that were that are on our minds already. Keep us, give us, give us opportunities to share the, share you with them. Bring new people into our lives that need to hear the name of Jesus. And some of us we're still we're we're frightened. We're like, I don't know if I can I don't know. God, give us the courage. Christ in us. Give us the perseverance. We read out loud what you've called us to do. So help us also to do what you've called us to do. God, as we continue to worship, as we continue to sing this morning, as we continue to respond, I pray that these things would be on our heart, that we would spend time with you. We give you all the glory. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.